Welcome to the Bill Spadia Show on demand. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you'll never miss a minute. Bill Spadia is compensated for commercial and nonprofit appearances. 609 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you. 10 o'clock this morning, talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1 800 283 101.5. I want to thank Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook for sponsoring New Jersey Chime Time every morning, every hour on the show. So, Dan, interesting weather last night. Okay. I had an event. I spoke in Manchester. Manchester. Ocean and, County. In Ocean County and uh, Packed House. We had a sellout crowd. It was it was great. Mm-hmm. The parking lot was so full, I had to park out on the roadway. And then the cops came and said everybody had to move. And I was stuck in the mud. So okay. thankfully, my Jeep you has a... You stuck in the mud, you. Right? Yeah. My Jeep has a mud setting. But it was uh, <laughs> a little trying. Because I was literally stuck, like, leaning. So anyway... The ground was soft. The ground was wet, and it was rainy, snow. I don't know what I was. A little getting bit of everything. What was it? Last we call night? that unknown precipitation when All right. that happens. It was just wet. Uh, yeah, you know, you get those little raindrops or snowflakes. It, it's just kind of misty yeah. and yucky. And guess what? We've got another day of that today. Okay. So what is that? Is it a storm? Not really. It's just there is a storm a system. It is soaking North Carolina this mm-hmm. morning. That's where the storm system is far to our right. south. So we're just on the northern edge. So yeah. it's just some really light rain and snow showers today. We've got clouds. We're going to see a high temperature around 40. So seasonably right. cool. Dark, though. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I see so many posts on uh, on my Facebook. Uh, people are really getting depressed now. Well, so we have um, our candles in our window. We decorate before Christmas. Yes. We leave them up to Valentine's Day. Okay. So they stay in the windows, but they were on all day. So ah. I worked at home in the morning. I'm like, why are the candles on? They're light sensitive. Yes. So they turn on when it's dark. I'm like, is it really that dark it's out that the candles so are on It's so dreary lately. Yeah. But, you know, we're going to start to see some peaks of sun tomorrow and Friday. And then I think the best news of all is we look toward the long-range forecast. I'm seeing the potential for six days in a row of sunny skies starting really? on Saturday. Yeah. So no snow in the forecast. Not in the foreseeable future. Uh, we have to let the cold air kind of reload and recharge a little bit. That'll be back by about... About the midpoint of February, okay, uh, and that's when storms will be back on again. So we have to wait a little bit. The right. ground gets to dry out a little bit, so you won't need to use that mud sitting again. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it's been so soggy lately, <laughs> right? Um, but I would say, you know, we'll be looking for our next potential for widespread snow, probably around the midpoint of February. Still plenty of winter left to come. Things Got could it. still get very active. But so don't relax yet or put the salt away. Exactly. We just get a little break over the next week to week and a half. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. Yep. Eric, I'm sure you've been stuck before. I, 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 I'm in the event, and um, so our, our team is there. My 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 guy Tom comes in. He's like, he's like, hey, the police are here. They they need everybody to move. Now we're doing the event with the mayor. So I said to the mayor, Rob, I'm like, aren't you in charge of the police? Can can we just <laughs> can we just leave it alone? He's like, well, it's a county road. We got to th-. so anyway. So he goes out to move the car, and I spend the time. I work the room. I shake. I meet everybody in the room. I'm halfway through meeting everybody. He comes back in. Tom's like, um, you're stuck in the mud. I didn't want to gun it. I didn't want. He's like, I think you're probably going to have to come out. I'm like, oh, all right. So I finish what I'm doing. I'm like, well, I'm stuck, so we're going to wait. Um, but the mud setting got me out, That like that four-wheel low. Yeah. yeah. So thankfully, I, I am sold. I will never not have... A four by four 
or something like that. I'm done with cars. Yeah, one of us has one. So, I mean, right? we have a car and we have an SUV. And, you know, the SUV has that setting. I miss my old stick shift Nissan pickup truck. Oh, because Never got know, stuck. Never got stuck in that. And, it, I mean, it was, and it had the you know, four-wheel drive, the separate stick for that, where you would put the oh, four-wheel drive. Oh, I had that with the Jeep. Yeah, yeah I had four low. Right. Yeah. right. <clears throat> you get was, out of anything. You get the, and it was, it had the off-road package, so it sat up high. I mean, I literally had plowed through a foot of snow <laughs> to get to work it. in that stupid thing. I love and, it. Yeah, it's just, it, but it, when you need it, you need it. And, yeah, I, it, it, there's no worse feeling um, I mean, worse, I guess, would be stuck in snow. But there's no worse feeling than just being stuck in general. Because you just, what do you, what do you do? You can't get out. Am I going to have to call a tow truck? Uh, is that going to be covered? It, it's just there's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's happened to me a few times in the Jeep Wrangler. I was able, I was in a snowbank and I was in the ditch. Remember, I chased that stupid dog. Oh, I remember that. Oh my yeah. god! And and uh, and I went, I I went off the road because you couldn't see the ditch. It was so much snow. But the four wheel low got me out. But I got to thank my uh, my buddy Jeff, who's the service manager at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Princeton, who convinced me to buy this particular model. He's like, "You're gonna love it. It's a great truck. You're not gonna get stuck." Yeah. So Jeff, thank you. Uh, yes, it worked. It, it's just a little, you know. And I'm I'm used to the stick. So yeah. to me, I had to get used to this automatic fancy. So there's a switch that just says mud. Somebody. That's pretty all right. Let's I've try never the seen mud. the mud setting yeah, it's before. A mud setting. But that's, I mean, it's the only cool. thing better is if you if you got the one that has the winch on the front. Do you remember the Wranglers yeah, that you had the winch? I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's my buddy had one. And when if we were behind through the creek, you know, back home, occasionally we'd have to get the winch out because we we had yes, to, to once drag it. Put around a tree, yep. pull yourself yep. out. Yeah. I, real quick uh, before I run out of time, the uh, the governor made a big deal the other day that he was not going to raise New Jersey Transit. Fees and fares. Mm -hmm. However, yesterday, we're going to get a toll hike. So people on the road right now are going to pay more. They're going to pay, and, and, they're, and they're going to pay more every year. So the budget that was approved is a 3% toll hike and then a, another hike every year without public hearings or anything else. So what we've seen happen over the last few years is with all of these agencies, you know, typically what would happen is they would announce plans for an increase. There would have to be public hearings. It would have to be approved. But all of these agencies now have moved to annual increases indexed to inflation. Wow. So, you know, like the Port Authority crossings, you're going to have a toll hike every year because it's now indexed to Right. Inflation. What are you paying now to go over the GW, right? It's 20 bucks for a car. I think so. It's 110 I think, for a truck. And, you know, because so many people have it's also nuts. moved to Easy Pass, right. you're not digging the money out of your wallet anymore. I, I said this, I, you know, I in the old days, I opposed Easy Pass. It was mm -hmm. the one thing that I, that, uh, remember Brett Schundler running for governor back in 2001? They were attacking the tolls and said, you know, we got to fix that. We got to find our revenue another way. I was never sold on not having tolls, but I hated Easy Pass because to me it's like withholding tax. You, you don't think about it. You don't think about You're it. You're paying the government. You yep. have no idea, and it costs even more because a lot of people have it tied to their credit cards now. So that's the automatic. You know, it's so and, and it's it is the exact same reason why casinos have chips and you don't play with cash because it doesn't seem like real money. Yeah, it doesn't seem like real money. That's exactly right. All right, here's a question: Where are you headed this morning? How long is your commute? And what are you paying?
to get to work every day. Your governor just made it more expensive. 1-800-283-101.5. You're on the road right now, and you get whacked with that toll every single day. I know producer Kristen and I were talking about this when she worked in Manhattan. It was $300 a month, her easy pass alone. What are you paying a month for your easy pass? And where are you headed this morning? 1-800-283-101.5-616. Fast driving instant. When the next? Six twenty-two on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you until ten o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. One eight hundred two eight three one hundred one point five is my number. We're talking about the fact that uh, the governor again just just betrayed the commuters. Like it, it's like if you're a commuter on a, in a car these days, you are. The bad guy. You're the guy that drives the gas car. You're the guy killing the planet. So the governor just doesn't think twice. So now we've got a toll hike coming, and it's going to be endless. It's like the gas tax. They, they, the legislature always out of the loop. I mean, my God, why do we even have a legislature? Seriously. You got a governor that looks at these agencies and says, here's what we're going to do. We're going to raise the tolls. And then you can index it and raise it again every year. So my question to you is, what are you already paying to get in and out of this state or up and down this state, whether you're a commuter or a truck driver? Because I'll, I'll tell you the truth, uh, it's, it's way too expensive. There's an unfair burden on commuters in New Jersey. Let's go to Michael in Bedminster. What's going on, Michael? Good morning. How are you? I'm good, so, Michael. Like what do you think? I, it's ridiculous. I drive in and out of Manhattan five days a week, and on the weekend I go down to LBI. Yeah. And my Easy Pass gets hit for about three ninety a month. Wow, it's a lot. It's a lot. And the exciting part is, I'll get congestion price pricing here in a couple of months, so it'll be wonderful to add a little bit more to it. Yeah, what are you expecting to pay additionally? I mean, is there another alternative for you? What they want to do is they want to squeeze you as a driver and have you take mass transit but you know new jersey transit's its own problem just then that's a whole other story well that's that's you're exactly right that's the problem i mean if it's a bad ice or snowstorm then i will take it but it's not always a one seat um uh, riding uh from this part of the state into new york so you got to change in newark and then how wonderful is it to get into Penn Station, New York, with all of the other visitors that are bussed in every day? Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. They, they've, they're overrun by migrants. It is, it is, New York is getting disgusting, and there's no end in sight. I don't know if you saw what happened in Denver the other day. They just announced they have to try to limit the illegal migrants coming in because they are overwhelmed with tent cities. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Michael, thank you. Uh, we're going to work on getting that number down for you. Let's go to Nick on Route 70. What's going on, Nick? What's up, Bill? How you doing, man? I'm just enjoying my commute now as opposed to what it was before. Well, what was it, what, just what, what was it before? In just easy pass, yeah. my wife figured out I was spending $590 a month. Oh, my God. $590 a month? Are you driving a truck or are you just driving into this? What are you doing? I'm driving a regular car. 
that gets like 30 miles to the gallon. I was going from Tom's River yeah. all the way up to northern New Jersey. Yeah. Between gas and easy pass, I was spending 18000 a year. Oh, my God. Now, so, so what you're, but you're a commuter. You're not driving a truck, right? So this is just driving to work? Yeah, just a regular car. What kind of work do you do? Um, a parts associate for a Kenworth truck. So, Nick, were you doing multiple trips, or were you going back and forth? Like, were you on the road to no, different just stops? Going back and forth, going from exit eighty-two up to one thirty, yeah. taking up the turnpike, so you were, up to eighteen W. Got it. And so, that's you, it. so you were hitting, you were hitting a good third of the, the parkway and another third of the turnpike. That's what was killing you, nuts. Exactly. Yeah, I nuts. was doing one hundred sixty miles a day. That's a long. Are you, now, what are you doing now? You still driving that? No, now I'm commuting down to Dayton, New Jersey. I'm doing eighty miles a day round trip. Um, I fill up maybe twice a week, as opposed to three, four times yep. a week. And what are you spending a month now? Now I have no tolls because I do back roads. Yep. Um, I'm just spending money and gas. So you got a raise, Nick. Hey, did this job... Listen, did this job pay you more money? Yeah, I'd rather not say. Yeah, there you go. Hey, look, at least you got a raise by saving money on Easy Pass. So we'll, we'll, we're we going to chalk that up as a victory for Nick. Nick, have a great rest of your day, man. Good talking to you. Carol, Jason, I'll be back. 627, Eric Scott with the news next. 638 on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you till 10 o'clock this morning. We're talking Jersey. We're actually talking tolls this morning. So the governor decided to give New Jersey transit riders a break. No, no increase in fares for you. Although you're already overpaying for crappy service. So we know that. And by the way, I don't blame the engineers and the conductors and all the great staff at uh, New Jersey Transit. No, it's not. It's not you. It's the bureaucracy. It's the incompetence at the state level. It's the sheer incompetence and unworkable situation that we're in because so many positions in state government are hired by politicians looking to reward donors and connected people. It's how you get fools like Matt Platkin at the top law enforcement job with the attorney general's office. Uh, it's it's how you end up with the incompetence at the Department of Labor, at the Department of Education. People are hired, either they're checking a box because they check a diversity box. We've seen that with this governor. Or they're hired because, you know, maybe uh, maybe their families gave an awful lot of money or raised a lot of money. It's a, it's a condition that we have in New Jersey politics that I want to break. And we're going to break it. But it's going to take the next two years to break this cycle but in the meantime you're stuck so now again the legislature not involved arbitrarily now every year these agencies are going to raise your fees they're going to raise your tolls they don't care about your commute producer Kristen was telling me earlier when she was commuting to manhattan it was 300 a month on easy pass i mean 300 a month on easy pass outrageous we just heard from nick in tom's river who was paying almost 600 a month in easy pass 
It's outrageous, guys, and and it's got to stop. But my question to you is, where are you driving? How much are you paying? Can anybody beat Nick and Tom's Rivers five hundred and ninety bucks a month? Let's start with Carol on two eighty seven. Good morning, Carol. How are you? Hey, Bill. Great to talk to you. I listen to you every morning. Thank you, Carol. Good to have you on the show. So, what do you think? You're on two eighty seven. One of the one of the free roads. One of the free roads. So <laughs> I, I don't pay a lot. Um, honestly, I don't know what I pay in Easy Pass because I don't even look at it anymore. Yeah. But my question is, is that, you know, as workers, there are different ways to get around things. And one of the things that the the boss, the company usually does is allow you to use certain money to put away before taxes mm-hmm. to use for transit. You know, that th- I can't remember what they call it. But there's money that you could use for transit. Mm-hmm. I go to find out if I could use this for my commute because it's commuter money. Okay, they have no idea what Easy Pass is, and it's only for transit, like public transit. <laughs> well, I drive from Freehold to Somerset. So day. what you're talking about, I'm going to tell you. I just I want to clarify so people know what this is. Right. It's an IRS code. It is section 132F. It is called the Qualified Transportation Fringe. And you are able to use up to $300 a month on transit expenses as pre-tax. That means it will be deducted off of what you're paying taxes on. So you need you need to call the CSI group. I didn't even know about this. I'm sure the CSI group knows about it, and they're already taking that into account. Um, But that's why it pays to have a good accountant, right? So it's not the company that will allow you to do it. It's the IRS. So it's there. It's up to Yeah, so it's up to $300 a month. So that would tell me, now I don't know, I'm not an accountant, but I would defer to my buddy Jack Tenari, who does my taxes at the CSI group. And if there's an accountant out there that wants to weigh in on this, it would seem to me that up to $300 a month can be deducted as just transportation costs. Now, I I don't know if that's in addition to mileage. My guess is it is. But we'll uh, we'll ask right. the experts on that. So there you go, 300 bucks a month. You're yeah. welcome for the raise. Right. But that's what I'm saying is it would offset whatever they want to pile on us. But you know what, Carol? It To me, again, that deduction is still a gimmick because if you're paying... It is. Right. I mean, if you're your producer, Kristen, right? Let's use her as the example. Here's a middle class new mom. She's got two kids. She's married. She's trying uh, hard to try to find an affordable house to buy in the Garden State. Now, before this job where she's got a decent commute, I mean, you know, we all have a decent commute because we're in central Jersey here. Uh, you're driving into New York. You're spending $300 on Easy Pass. What are you paying in gas? What are you paying in insurance? What are you paying on the car payment? What are you paying in wear and tear, the oil change, right? So, Carol, the real commuting costs, you're talking about 1000 a month, maybe more. Correct. Right. And there really is no public transit to get from you no. know, certain areas to certain areas in Jersey. So why are we not commuters? We're commuting, but we're just not, you know, affording that help. Yep. You're 100% right. And it's not fair. No, it's not fair. You're right, Carol. And that's why you get whacked with the gas tax. That was my big objection with Steve Orahome. So glad he's out of the Senate finally. What a, what a waste of space. This guy 
was so owned by special interests. And he and Chris Christie, they concoct this thing and they, they, they put the shell game in place. Don't worry, veterans, you'll get a break. Don't worry, the estate tax will go away. Yeah, whatever. The average person, the average middle class, working class person, we got burned hundreds of dollars more a month just, to, just for the privilege of, of driving around the Garden State. Hasn't been fair for 30 years. We're gonna we're gonna reinstall fairness, Carol. We're gonna get there. So keep <laughs> keep plugging away. Keep dig keep digging in with me, Carol. Better times are coming. All right. All right. I'm you, gonna send you an email later on another thing that bothers me. All I'll right. Send do me an email. Yeah. Send it to producer Kristen. All right, and then we'll we'll take a look at it. You got all it. All right. Thanks, you. Carol. Uh, for, you got it. You take care, everybody. Listen, if you want, uh, besides email, you can go to the free New Jersey 101.5 app. And send us a chat. So if something's on your mind, listen, if you're pissed off about something, you have time to call me right now, you can send the app chat to producer Kristen. She reads every one of them. And I know she loves it every day to read everyone and respond to every one of you. But uh, send us your uh, what's what's bugging you. And uh, if I can solve the problem, I will be happy to look at it. Right now we're talking about the commute. Um, it's going up. The cost of commuting going up again. So Republicans gave us the gas tax. Now the Democrats are giving you toll hikes. Uh, when does this end? When does it end? Uh, I can predict that, but let's talk about that later. If you are a commuter, what are you paying? What's your easy pass cost? Where are you going? And how much does it cost you a month just to get to work? 1-800-283-101.5. Jason, I'll get to you first after traffic and weather next. Oh. Six fifty-two on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you till ten o'clock this morning. We're talking about Easy Pass. One of the uh, great things about the Garden State is all of our toll roadways. Yeah, we've had people calling this morning, paying up to five hundred and ninety dollars a month just in Easy Pass. And now the governor said, "Oh, sorry, not enough. We're going to gouge you for even more." Man, it's like they're so disconnected from the average person out there. Murphy has no idea, is no idea. You know, it's it's why we need to move away from these rich Goldman Sachs guys that their money makes money. They are not the ones that ought to be in charge. Let them go make their money. I don't begrudge them a dime. That's fine. But think about how we've devolved as a state with these rich, elite Goldman Sachs Money, making money, having no connection to real people and the issues we have living week to week, month to month. Let's go to Lisa on the Parkway. Lisa, what are you paying in Easy Pass every month? Hey, Bill. How you doing? Good, Lisa. I'm doing great. So you're, you're on the road? Yep. Yeah. Um, just passing the PNC. Nice. And I drive from 82, Tom's River. To Brooklyn, I have a great job in Brooklyn. Yeah, and it's six seventy a month. Oh my god! Yep. I, I mean, that's 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 outrageous. Now, obviously, the job must pay you enough to cover it, but that is it. That is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. 
I mean, they do, but it's still it's still stressful. And yeah, of course it is. I'm getting really worried about this congested pricing because I would qualify for the fifteen dollars a day. That's going to be thirty six hundred a year yeah. more just uh, to get to work. On top of on top of five hundred and nine. No, what do you pay? Say six seventy. Six hundred and seventy dollars a month. I mean, Lisa, that's eight thousand dollars a year. Eight thousand. Right. So you add thirty five hundred dollars, thirty six hundred in congestion pricing. Now you're paying more than a thousand dollars a month just to go to work. Right, and that's not gas, like you were saying, or car insurance. Right. Right. You what know, do you? I'm what? a hardworking single mom, and it just. Yeah. These people just don't get it, and it's no. so frustrating. I know. You know, so Lisa, they don't care. They don't care. You think about it, right? You think about, um, like, you think about the candidates running for governor right now, right? So, so what did John Bramnick do his entire time in the legislature to lower commuter costs? Nothing. Nothing. And, and matter of fact, he spearheaded the effort to make sure our insurance costs went up, <laughs> not not down, went up. And then you think about Jack Cittarelli, his time in the legislature, his time. Uh, running for governor the pad nonstop the past eight years. What did he ever propose to help a commuter out? Nothing, nothing. Then you look at the Democrats. Uh, literally, Steve Fulop is okay keeping taxes high. Steve Sweeney, another guy, wants to pretend he's some working class hero. What has he ever done for for us? You know, Lisa, how long have you been doing this commute? <clears throat> I moved to Tom's River three years ago. Yeah. I used to actually do the, the public transportation. I took a park and ride up to Port you know, Port yeah, yeah. to and then the subway. It really wasn't that much cheaper. And I'm sorry, Bill, I will not step foot on the subway right now. I just can't do it. I fear my safety. Lisa, I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. We have a we have a migrant crisis. With illegal aliens, we don't know how many are connected to terrorism, the cartels. I, I'm I'm going to be visiting the border in a few weeks. We're going down to the first or the uh, that that first weekend in March, and I want to see firsthand. I've been invited down to talk with uh, immigration, border control, and really get an assessment of how many of these people are coming over the border, how many are connected to the cartels, and how many are, are making their way to New Jersey. Because the truth is, Lisa, you are smart to spend the money and continue commuting. It is not safe. It has gotten less safe. We need leadership to do something about it. Help us on the way. Lisa, have a great rest of your day. Thanks for weighing in. Appreciate you. All right, uh, Jason, I'll get back to you on the other side. The other thing, too, uh, on the other side of the news, I want to, um, I'll wrap it up, Jason. I'll let you make your comment. But I want to hear from you if you were involved in the school board uh, meeting yesterday in North Hunterdon over the sexually explicit material. We understand some parents got tossed out of the meeting. Can't make this stuff up. Good grief. 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. 657 is the time. You know what's next. 709 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you at 10 o'clock this morning. Talk to Jersey. Taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. So I want to first wrap up what I was talking about earlier this morning. Um, Governor Murphy uh, sticking it to us again. The uh, toll hikes are going to take effect and then it's going to happen every year without the legislature involved. Same thing as the gas tax. I do understand that there will be an uh, EV charge coming in the next budget. It'll never be high enough to justify uh, allowing this 
enormous push for electric vehicles who are not paying the gas tax. I believe it ought to be $1,000 a vehicle. Maybe $1,000 a battery, and the guys with, two, with the booster, bigger batteries pay more. And even that wouldn't be enough to cover the cost of what we need to ensure the safety of our firefighters, to ensure the safety of our uh, parking garages and roadways and all the things. And then, and then it doesn't even speak to the poison and the toxins with these electric vehicle batteries and where they go after their, uh, after their useful life. But that's another story. But now, if you're just a regular commuter, you're going to pay more. Congestion pricing is coming. We've had callers all morning talk about paying five, six, almost $700 a month on Easy Pass. And this governor, this out-of-touch Goldman Sachs millionaire, thinks it's perfectly fine for that cost to go up. All right, let's wrap it up with Jason in Tabernacle behind the wheel of his truck this morning. What's going on, Jason? Good morning, Bill. How are you? He's, uh, I'm good, man. You know, uh, you know, I'm an independent trucker, man. And I mean, we just get it over the head all the time. Like, yeah. Not only do I got to pay these crazy tolls, annually I have to pay a $550 uh, road use tax to the government. So every tractor trailer you see on the road, that's $550 per truck. And then, like last year, I spent thirty-eight thousand on Easy Pass for my truck, and I have another truck that my dad drives here and there. So, I mean, it's just crazy. And then I have wait, 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 Jason, let me back up. Taxes. Two in your company, it's you and your dad have a truck. So two trucks, thirty-eight thousand in Easy Pass. In Easy Pass. So my father was doing a lot of New York. And New York tolls are just ridiculous. Like, you have to have a hut sticker on the truck that tells them you're allowed to run in the state. I mean, that's a whole nother tax. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So what do you, I mean, Jason, it's got to be passed on to whoever you are hauling for, right? Somebody's got to pay the that. Are on, the tolls are on me. We get a fuel surcharge when we for our diesel, but yeah. the tolls are all on me. So when I go to North Jersey every Monday, not every Monday morning, I go out of my house at a tabernacle. I go right up 206 to 130 to Route 1 and just run Route 1 up into Carteret. I'll make my drops there. I'll take one all the way up into Elizabeth and what have you. The only time I come down the turnpike is during the, the, the morning hour because there's too many lights and it's too busy, but... Going up in the morning, like 3, 4 yeah. in the morning, I'd go up 206 to 130. You know, it's funny, Jason. It's funny. As you're, you're talking about this, I remember when uh, another failed Republican governor, uh, Christine Todd Whitman, when they implemented the rules and tried to get the trucks off of some of the secondary roads and, you know, they put this burden on the trucks. And you, you think about why were they doing that? Was it, was it to really alleviate the traffic in the neighborhoods or was it to make sure that truckers were stuck on the higher toll roads? So not to be conspiracy theorist about it, but, you know, government always has a reason when they do something. And it is almost never to help the commuters, the truckers, the drivers, the, the, uh, and, and the, the customers, the retailers. It, it's never to help the little guy. It's always for their own design. And lastly, Bill, yeah. I got to know where to get this sign. On Piney Hollow Road, somebody's got a yard sign that says Bill Spadier for governor. I got to get one because that's the only way I'm digging in. You got to fix this state. This state is jacked up. My wife retires in eight years from school, being a school teacher. And if it isn't fixed, we're out. We're going to the Carolinas. So I got to know where to get that yard sign so I can give you my vote. 
So, Jason, as I've said, my attorneys are very clear. Uh, I'm not a candidate today. I will say the thought has crossed my mind, so stay tuned. But we do have yard signs that are, I'm digging in with Bill Spadia. Those signs are all about promoting our common sense solutions to fix this state. Yes, I can get you one. I'm going to put you on hold, and uh, we'll get that sign out to you. So hold on one second. We'll get your info, Jason. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate you. All right? Hang on one second. We'll get to you. All right, on the other side of traffic and weather, uh, I want to talk about what happened yesterday. As you know, my friend Cynthia Reyes is a Board of Education member in North Hunterdon. Her and her husband, uh, Christopher Stadoulis, uh took this fight with the librarian in North Hunterdon pushing sex, literally sexual material on children through the library. It's one of the most egregious, outrageous things I've seen. There was a school board meeting last night, and I understand some parents got tossed out this is how bad it is, guys. We're in an actual fight to protect our kids from pornography being pushed by librarians. Uh, this librarian in particular, Martha Hickson is her name. Certainly not one of the good guys. Uh, but I'll get to uh, Stephen, who's a parent uh, who got tossed out last night on the other side of traffic and weather, which is next. 722 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. Actually, it's 723 now. Talking about uh, North Hunterdon, the, the school district, um, librarian Martha Hickson, who is a radical, is hoping to continue to sexualize children by making inappropriate pornographic material available. Now, there's a legal definition, and some people say, well, you can't really call it pornography, but if you've seen it, you there isn't anything else to call it. And I've seen it. And the flyer that was sent to me that showed what pictures and depictions and drawings and instructions are in the books that are available to minors in the North Hunterdon School District, um, it would not be appropriate to post it even on our corporate website. You'd, you're, you would be essentially a porn site if you start showing the stuff that's in these kids' books. So shame on Martha Hickson. I hope she is uh, soon to be retired. Um, The board ought to fire her. I mean, obviously. But what's happening is that they're fighting back. So they're making the parents like they're the bad guys. So that's what's going on in your school. Now, we heard from Christopher Stadoulis. His wife, Cynthia Reyes, is on the Board of Education. There was a big meeting last night. Apparently, some parents got thrown out. Let's go to one of them. Stephen in Union Township. Good morning, Stephen. How are you? Hey, good morning, Bill. How's it going? Good. So tell me what happened at the meeting last night. So, so before I, I uh, go into that, I'm just going to give you a quick background. We, we moved out here a few years ago. My wife and I didn't like what was going on in the school district, so she, she decided to run for board. And um, then we heard about you. We went to one of your rallies that were held at the Red Mill, and it was about the books. Yep. And, of course, Mar- Martha and, and the, the British Red Coats over there came, and they were chanting and beating drums. Isn't that were- crazy, Stephen? That, that, they were so insane that day. Yeah. They, they were beating drums in my kid's face. Yep. And when I stepped in front of this woman, she said, hit me. I know you want to hit me. Hit me. And I, I'm not going to hit you. <laughs> So They're just these nuts. are the same people that show up to the yeah. board meeting. Yeah. And uh, the one that was rescheduled was last Tuesday. And when we seen that, we were like, we have to go and support these board members because Good for you. some of them were in fear that they were going to get hurt. 
Right. So we showed up in support of them, and I went up to go go uh, to speak, and the, the line was about. I waited an hour and a half. Wow. Point. Every every thirty minutes, the board would revote on whether they're going to extend the time for public speaking, which they were very generous. They kept you know uh, giving us the extra time, but yep. you know it wasn't guaranteed. And the people in front of me who were clearly on the other side, they were counting because they knew that me and the kid in front of me were on the other side and they were trying to have people cut the line to get in front of us wow. to, to make that 30 minute mark and push us to the next 30 minutes. So once I seen that, what was going on? Cause I had, I wasn't, I wasn't moving. My wife was on the other side of the room and she was like, you haven't moved. You were standing next to that same cop for the last hour and a half. And, um, I, I started, you know, getting very vulgar. I started cursing and, uh, they were like, all right, we got to throw you out. So they, they ended up throwing me out. I, I was able to get a few jabs in at Martha and, you know, called her a pedophile, which she is because anyone that distributes porn in my mind to a minor is, is by definition, a pedophile. Well, they're, 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 it's, you know, the, the term really, I mean, they're grooming these kids, they're grooming these kids and breaking yeah. down their, they're breaking down the barriers that are appropriate for children to help them develop properly. I mean, it's not fair to the kid to expose young children to this graphic sexual material. And, you know, and it's a shame because you got to ask yourself, Stephen. Well, I mean, look, I understand why they tossed you if you started cursing everything. I'm sure you understand, too. I mean, obviously, there's got to be some balance in there. But look, I, I also hear you. I hear your frustration. And, um, you know, here you move to this nice town in Hunterdon County. You know, you're in uh, Henry Cool, the former chairman in, in Hunterdon, who uh, was a friend of ours, used to say, look, this is God's country out here. Hunterdon County is a beautiful, beautiful place. And you, you kind of move away from the cities and say, okay, I'm in, I'm in rural slash suburban New Jersey. Um, maybe we can get away from all the woke radical stuff. And then you find people like Hickson, Martha Hickson, uh, shoving it down your throat. And I, I just want to ask the people who are out there, why do you have such an, an interest in showing naked sexual pictures and uh, instruction manuals to young children, like what? Well, why is that in your interest, right? And 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 you have to say, Stephen, why why is it that you've they've chosen our schools? You know, if you're not a groomer, if you're not uh, a pedophile, what are you doing uh, showing all of this this wild radical stuff that honestly most adults would be offended if they watched it? Stephen, I, I got to jump, but thank you for calling. I appreciate that. And uh, certainly stay in touch with us, and, and we'll let you know next time I'm going to be uh, in Hunterdon County because we'll be, we will be back uh, promoting this cause of common sense. Right now, though, i got to jump. 728, other side of the news, your call's coming up. Were you at the board meeting last night in Hunterdon County? And uh, do you agree it's time to get the sex books out of our young kids' hands? 1-800-283-101.5, 728. Eric Scott with the news next. 738 on New Jersey 101.5. I want to thank Parks Casino and Sportsbook for sponsoring New Jersey Charm Time every morning, every hour on the show. So, Eric, how are these toll hikes going to work on the it's, it's Parkway, Turnpike, it's all the easy pass stuff, uh, Hudson River Crossings, or is that Port Authority, so that's separate? How, how does it work? Yeah, so these are only right now, so they used to have two individual authorities. You have the Turnpike Authority and the Garden State Parkway Authority. They were merged into one, so the Turnpike oversees the Garden State Parkway and the Turnpike. 
Um, the AC Expressway is a separate authority. So these toll hikes, the three percent. AC is what the South Jersey Transportation Authority, right? Yeah. That's a toll. Yep. Okay. And you know they uh, they already had toll hikes. I think that went into effect um, at the beginning of the year. So this is Turnpike and Parkway. So you're talking about it at three percent. What we don't know is when they're going to go into effect. Now Murphy's office said they were going to approve this version of the turnpike budget. We're not clear what's different in this version than the one that the governor vetoed. It still included those 3% toll hikes, and they will presumably go into effect at some point this year. But again, we don't know exactly when that's going to happen. Um, and then, like a lot of these other authorities have started to make these moves budgetarily where they approve in perpetuity now um, with an indexing system that will allow yearly increases of up to 3% without public hearings. So you got a 3% this year. You're probably going to have 3% again next year and then close to 3% And it's tied to what? Tied to inflation? It's tied. What's the index they're tying it to? Yeah, so it's an indexing system that is cost of living, inflation, whatever you want to oh, well, call it. Oh, that's going down, so no worries. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, a, <laughs> right? it's out of control. It's, My God. It's similar to, you know, the gas tax. The gas tax has to bring in about $2 billion a year to the Transportation Trust Fund. Right. And if it's short, then the gas tax goes up. Well, and we pointed out, I mean, you and I talked about that for years, that over a 10-year period, those gas tax revenues actually were declining. You know, technology, driving habits, all the things that were... And um, so it was almost like a built-in hike every year. And the legislature removed themselves, right? They're like, well, once it passed, you guys are in charge. So the DOT can just raise it. Yeah, so now if they want to go into... It's the same thing with the tolls or yeah. similar? Yeah, So and if they wow. want to go beyond 3%, then presumably you'd have to have some legislative oversight. Um, the term and, by authority... And is that in the budget? So just so I understand this, from a policy standpoint, this is not an executive order by the governor. This is, it is written into the budget. It is written into the budget for the Turnpike Authority. So okay. when you think about these authorities, they are they are of but not in state government. They are independent, ostensibly, independent authorities with boards that um, oversee their operations. But the board members include, for example, the Transportation Commissioner, and then the governor has veto power. So this is what happened the first so time So it's around. a government entity. I mean, it's a government entity, but it's not the same as, like, the Transportation Department or the Education Department or the Health Department. It. Got it's a separate authority. But the board members are what, appointed by the governor? Um, yes. And, and, and so you, and you have, you know, an executive director. Um, this has been, the Turnpike is now confirming that March 1 is when the toll hikes will go into effect. So you get a reprieve for the next month. For the next couple of months. The average increase will be about 15 cents on the Turnpike and about 5 cents yeah, um, I mean, on the parkway. You know, it's the old death by a thousand cuts, right? You think, well, everyone can afford an extra 15 cents. But then you say, well, okay, but it's every day. It's every month. And then a year later, it goes up again. Yeah, and, and I, it's three percent on the higher number, so it's compounded. Right. So it's it's compounded year after year. Yeah, I mean, you used to have. I mean, not that you ever saw when you had to have public hearings. You know, the budget would go through, and then you had to have a public hearing, um, and then you know you would have people come and testify what the issues were going to be and why they didn't want that. 
and you know you you at least felt at some point like you had as a commuter some kind of a voice now they've removed that entirely from these automatic increases that will just go in in perpetuity and part of the reason they weren't really able to do it before is if you're increasing by you know fractions of cents um you know 15 cents five cents five and a half cents whatever it was hard to collect that toll if you were paying cash right now that most people have easy pass or now they're moving to toll by plate you know you're going to get either a bill in the mail or it's just going to come out of your easy pass and you know if you think about it it's the same way that scam artists will tickle your credit card you know you, if you if you're not watching the bill yeah. you know scam artists will come in and they'll they'll ding your credit card for 2 bucks yep or 50 cents yeah and to see if you're paying attention, to see if you notice. And the vast majority of people don't. Now they know they can come after a, a, a bigger thing. Yep. That's how the scam works. And this is essentially what it is um, with these automatic increases. Are you really going to notice another 15 cents, another 5 cents? Um, probably not on a month-by-month -month basis. But when you're talking about it at the end of the year, now you're adding up to at least a tank of gas. Oh, You know, no in doubt. some cases. And well, I remember um, when Governor Christie was pushing the gas tax with his buddy Steve Oroho, Um and they're like, well, over the year, it may only be three or four hundred dollars. Like, right. OK, but but it's three or four hundred dollars like that's, you know, it's almost like there's a and maybe it's not recent. Uh, you've been doing this a long time, so you got a good perspective on it. Uh, it seems there's a disconnect between the guys writing the policies and the people paying the bills. Well, that's always really been the case. But it can, and I'll throw one other figure out there. And we talked to, even when you were away on Monday, we talked a little bit about this. And that when you look at the latest figures that have come out from Forbes magazine, and when they do the analysis of what it costs the average New Jersey family to pay for essentials, and it's in that fifty to fifty-five thousand dollar a year range. Those are the bare necessities. You're talking about, you know, food, shelter, yeah. auto insurance, health insurance. The average New Jersey working family is left with disposable income at the end of the year of twenty-one thousand dollars a year. That's your disposable income. That's your eating out. That's going on vacation. That's saving for retirement. That's paying for kids' college. So when you look at $21,000 as the average working family is what their disposable income is, and now you start chipping away at it a nickel, a penny, a dime, yeah. a quarter at a time, you quickly see that that amount of money comes down. And now you're talking about impacts of, can I afford to save for retirement and someday, you know, enjoy the fruits of my labor? Right. Can I pay for my kid's college? Can I afford to take a family vacation? Can we go out to eat? On a Friday, I was night. just going to say that's the uh, you know if I want to just a splurge on a meathead's cheesesteak, let's just say um, it, it's extra money and four hundred dollars okay a year. It's two percent of that number if you use the twenty one thousand. Yep. Uh, it's a lot of money. It adds it adds up two percent here, two percent there. Uh, as the old saying in Congress used to go, uh, billion here, billion there. Pretty soon you're talking about real money. So my yep. question to you is, what are you paying to commute in New Jersey? Are you aggravated as I am that? Uh, the government has punted again, and they're basically saying, you're just going to pay more every year. What is your easy pass bill just for the right to work in this state? 1-800-283-101.5-746. Fast traffic and sit with an arrow.
752 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. We're talking about the cost of living in the Garden State and your commute. So you are driving to work. You got easy pass. So maybe you're not even thinking about it. And we've heard stories of people paying up to $700 a month to commute. You're going from Tom's River to Brooklyn. Cost you a fortune. Producer Kristen was telling us earlier um, it was costing her to drive into Manhattan from Central Jersey 300 bucks a month. And that was years ago. That had to be at least five or six years ago. So now you're, what would that cost be today? Probably 400 425 It's out of control. And, and the problem is that, as I was speaking with Eric earlier, it's out of control and there's no, there's no end in sight because the government punts to the administrator, so the bureaucracy. So all of these folks talking about term limits and everything else as a solution, it's not a solution. you got to vote these bums out. Guys, if we don't elect a governor that, that is committed to turning this around and taking all the political heat from the special interests, we are never going to see the light of day. And you're going to continue to have this out-migration that my good friends at NJBIA continue to point out year after year. Something like $2.4 to $2.6 billion a year walking out of the state and adjusted gross income. What do you think that's doing? It's putting the tax burden on everybody else. Why? Because spending has gone from a $35 billion budget in the last year of Chris Christie to a $53 billion budget with, uh, you know, halfway through Murphy's second term. So... it's completely out of control. And now they're saying, well, don't worry about it. You'll pay only 5 or 15 cents more on your commute. Whoa, it adds up. Let's go to Bill in Warren. What's going on, Bill? Morning. Hey, Bill. Nice to uh, talk to you. I uh, just started listening a couple of years ago since I moved to Warren. Thank Prior you. After that, I lived in Jersey City. And um, when I moved to Jersey City in the year 2000, the toll on the North Bay Bridge mm-hmm. From 14 to 14C was 60 cents. <laughs> okay? Wow. Now, they like, they like to say that we're tying it to inflation and we're going to raise it 3% annually, you know, or so mm. forth. What about the last 20 years where it's outpaced inflation by probably tenfold? Oh, easy. Easy. It, the, the reason they're doing that, and it's a great point you bring up, Bill, and the, the reason they're doing that is it sounds good and it keeps it it keeps it low enough to not cause a ruckus but also allows for the departments to do it without the legislative approval without future political approval and without public input that's why they're doing it that's why they're doing it oh we got to turn it around but you know all through those years as they were raising it through the 2000s they said, hey, this is for capital improvements. This is a one-time, <laughs> you know, hit we're going to have to take, right? And it's not always going to be this way. But, nah. you know, They just lie. Now they, yeah. uh, they just lie, man. Another, right. Go ahead. Another thing that I wanted to, you sure. know, uh, I've been wanting to say for 20 years, or well, no, three or four years, is <clears throat> that gas tax was so short-sighted. Because when we raised our prices to become competitive with Pennsylvania and New York, mm-hmm. New Jersey law, all those border crossers that That's would right. come here to fill up. Of course. So we're pumping much less gas. So in the end, we're, like you pointed, just pointed out recently, we're netting out to 
less tax, less dollars. That's right. It's a, it's a drop in revenue, and it's the same thing that's happening with businesses that incorporate in other states. It's the same thing with the out-migration of adjusted gross income. All of this is happening because we have no sense of our surroundings. You know, we talk about situational awareness when it comes to the military, law enforcement, uh, you know, commuters on the trains these days. You need situational awareness. We have no situational awareness with the politicians in Trenton. And that goes for Republicans and Democrats, which is why when I'm out there speaking, I can tell you, Bill, there are more and more independent voters coming to our events. Even normal Republican events are seeing unaffiliated voters showing up because they want something different than the talking points. They want to change. Listen, Bill, I've got to run, but I want to ask you real quick. What got you uh, tuned into the show three years ago? Well, I moved from Hudson County to Central Jersey, and it just uh, 101.5 just came in better. Yeah, um, you know, I hear you. Uh, so, uh, well, look, you know, I, 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 yep. we're happy to have you. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, sure. Thank you. All right, man. Have a great rest of your day. All right, uh, Kevin, Greg, and Greg, hang in there. I'll be back. 756, Eric Scott with the news next. Eight oh nine on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you till 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey. Taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. So you're on the road right now. That number that you're paying is going to go up. It's unfortunate, but we have a political system in New Jersey that is so disconnected from the average person. And it's in part because we don't have voter identification. It's in part because we have a belief that the state can't be fixed and people would rather leave. And as Milton Friedman, the great economist said, vote with their feet. It's in part because we have politicians that lie and they, they run as reformers and change agents. And in reality, they're all just as bad as the last one. I think of the, uh, one of the worst New Jersey politicians on the Republican side, uh, former Senator Steve Oraho. Just a blowhard guy that pretended he was working class and and stuck us with the gas tax. And, you know, was the gas tax the worst thing that's happened in New Jersey politics? No. <clears throat> but it was it just showed that you have too many Republicans not willing to fight the fight to really change this state and bring it back for regular people, for cops and firefighters and truck drivers and teachers. That's what we need. So that fight has begun. And we're going to be tough on all of them. There are some good ones out there. There's some good Democrats out there that are crushed by the current Democratic majority of, of radicals. But there are a lot more Republicans that are saying, somebody please take the helm here and lead and give us the cover so we can fight to restore this state. It's all coming. And you see what just happened. The governor just said, yep, we're going to sign off on a 3% increase in your tolls. Really? You got people paying five, six, seven hundred dollars a month in their Easy Pass, and now that's going to go up. It's crazy. Let's start with Greg and Jackson. What's going on, Greg? Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Governor Spadier. Is it too soon? Is it too soon? <laughs> As I say, the uh, the thought has crossed my mind, Greg. We'll keep it at that for now. Thank you. Okay, like, like I was telling you, producer, I, I was up in Jersey City, twenty dollars a day just to just for, and there was increments were going up. That was just for the tolls. Yeah. Right. I go, to, I go to New York every weekend. They get you on the Outer Bridge and they get you on the uh, Verrazano. And, and those tolls go up. And it's 
When I come back from New York, I take the 59th Street Bridge and Route 9 all the way down, just out of principle. Good for you. Right? I just to go to work. Yeah. So what if... Wait, Greg, how long have you been doing that? Real quick. How long have you been doing it? I used to work in Brooklyn. I've been doing that for 20 years. Yeah, okay. And, you, you, you know, and you got to leave at a certain time. You get off at exit 14, you can watch flights take off and re, re, reload up and take off again. The, 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 where's the money going? Yeah. Because the roads, I mean, again, I've heard you speak. You don't mind paying for something, but you want to see a result from it. Not sit in more traffic. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, what, what if we all band together just once a month? Everyone takes their license plates off and just goes through the bridges on the tunnel. <laughs> now, that would be a hell of a protest, right? Maybe we'll hand out... Uh, we'll hand out rectangle black magnets, and everybody will just cover their license plates for uh, for a day. We'll have a day of toll protesting. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's just a day, they'll get it back that way. We can do that, or we can elect a new governor to just right the ship and undo this nonsense. It's got to stop. You know, Greg, because you're right. Where's the money going? I've said this. Most people, when you talk about New Jersey, like the, the politicians that campaign totally on, hey, let's get everybody's taxes lower, they're missing the point. You can lower your taxes tomorrow by moving to West Virginia, but then you got to live in West Virginia. The reason that we pay a premium in New Jersey is we're supposed to have the best roads, the best education, the best services, you know, and, and, and the challenge is that all of those government paid for, supported by tax dollar entities are being hurt. They're hurting our teachers. They're hurting our cops. They're hurting our firefighters. So, so they're not stepping up to their end of the bargain. We're pay, we're we're doing our job. We're paying it. What are you all doing on the other side? And the answer is nothing. So, so it, it needs to be a double edged sword. On one side, we got to fight the fight to lower the taxes and deal with the people that are say, "Oh my God, if you lower taxes, you're going to deprive the government of money. We're not going to have the services we expect." Well, that's not true. We were getting plenty of services at a $30 billion budget. We didn't need to get to a $53 billion budget. Then on the other side with the tolls, we were doing just fine when it was half of what it is today. And right now, no one should be paying $700 to commute. You shouldn't have been paying. $20 a day, Greg, that's what, $400, $450, $480 a month just in tolls. Plus the well, that's, that's, that's so sleight of hand, you know, three-card Monty. We don't have the money for this, but... The governor just got an eight thousand dollar rug. Yeah, eight. Are you? I wish hundred and fourteen thousand dollar rug, Greg. One hundred and fourteen thousand dollar rug. Oh my God! Got to jump, brother. Good to talk to you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. All right, Kevin, Greg, I'll be back. Eight fifteen. Fast traffic instant. When the next row. Eight twenty-two on New Jersey, one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you till ten o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. One 1015 So there's a good article on the website uh, by our friend Dan Alexander talking about the toll hikes and the just the. the um, to me, it highlights the dismissive and disconnected nature of our Trenton government. And, you know, we're going to need some champions. We're going to need to right this ship and turn it around. As uh, my friends at NJBIA, uh, that's the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, point out every year in their uh, out-migration report. It, it's it's getting worse. I mean, it's getting worse with the people leaving the state. And 
you know, part of it is the commute. Part of it is that you don't feel a return on your investment. Part of it is the fact that you got librarians pushing sex books on children. I mean, it's just the whole thing is a mess. And we can take it back. But it has to start with holding the chief executive, the governor of the state, accountable and and not tolerating anymore that they'll punt to the the institution of government to have effectively automatic tax increases every year without the legislative oversight, without public input. Just, no, that's it. Your tolls go up 3%. Well, every one of us has to use the roads. I mean, I'd love to ask you, are you someone that avoids toll roads? And and are you even able to do that in the Garden State? It's very hard. I can tell you, I am all over the state three, four events a day. It's near impossible when traveling this state to avoid a toll road. Let's go to Greg and Freehold. What's going on, Greg? Good morning. How much are you spend in a day? <laughs> well, the last time I, I was working in Jersey City, I would spend twenty dollars a day before gas, and that was for four days a week in Jersey City. So it's Route Nine North. Uh, I would skip the part. The Parkway North doesn't have a toll if you get on Route Nine all the way up to exit one twenty three and then get to the Turnpike. Right. They took away that toll many years ago, and they doubled the southbound toll. So right. I would take. Route 9 to the Parkway North and Turnpike North. Then I'd have to go over the bridge, go to the Liberty Science Center, park at the park and ride, and take the, the light rail 10 minutes to my office. So it was something like $20 a day before gas. Right. And, and you know, you throw in gas, and I'm, you're looking at, I was looking at, you know, the better part of $400 a month. Yeah. Now I work from home, right? So I, I just, obviously, there's no commuting costs at all, uh, which saves me time and money. Uh, Greg, and, you know, how do you, I can at, I ask you something? How do you like that? I, I spent time when, when Jody and I moved back from Washington and we, we landed in Seattle City for about a year while we worked up to buy our first house in Gloucester County. Um, I worked at home for about six months and I found it was for a time rewarding. I liked it, but I also liked the going to work. Like I, I'm not, you know, it's because there's a, there's a break then. Right, you're you're at home. When home becomes the the place that you're also working, do you find it's hard to also use your home as the place of of relaxation? No, for me, it's been fantastic. I mean, I I, I just love giving up the the cost of the commute and the time of the commute because it was a minimum of ninety minutes each way. So I have that time back and I have that money back. And you know, I'm fifty three years old. I've been doing the same kind of work for twenty six years. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be in an office. Uh, you know, to build connections and network and stuff. Right. Young kids, you know, I tell my daughter, she's 23. She just started her job in Charlotte, not in Jersey. Uh, and I moved her into an apartment down there. And, you know, I told her, you have to be in an office because you want to make those connections. Yeah, absolutely. From a good manager, colleagues, and, and learn from your network. At my age, I don't need that as much, right? And and I love that I can work from home because my clients are all over the country. I don't need to be yeah. in any particular place. No, it makes sense, Greg. So... And- and I know that you're, you know, you've got a countdown. What are we at? Where, where are you at in the countdown? One year and six months. Exactly. I think it, I think we placed you on, I think it's August 19th, 2025 is your last day. August 20th is my wife's 55th birthday. And that's when she can retire from teaching and, and start collecting from the bankrupt New Jersey. Well, yeah, you better have another plan, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care where you move. You better have another plan. They are screwing the teachers so badly. I've talked to some folks that wouldn't go on the record, but they said the 
the um, uh, NJEA is talking about a cost of living increase being pushed back to 2040. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. it's a joke. Meanwhile, tolls a are joke. going up. Right, of course. Going up. Spending Ridiculous. is going up. And yeah. why should the Democrats care? They keep winning elections. That's right. Right. The, this past November, voter turnout was 20%. And they won. They increased their seats. Ed Durr lost his seat after throwing Steve Sweeney out. Now he's out. Well, and, Democrats. And, and again, all, you know. But we've talked about this, right? Part of that problem is that you have a terrible, terrible uh, leader in the Republican Party in Bob Hugan. I mean, the guy is just absolutely clueless. I, I, it's shocking to me that he ran such a successful company. I mean, there, there must be something more to it. He had good managers or, or he just laid it all on the table there. And now he's kind of in retirement. Instead of golfing, he wants to run the party into the ground. I don't know. But, it, but you know, Bill, it's a mess. I, I don't know. You know, there could be better leadership, but I, I don't see this state as salvageable. We're in the same mold as California, right? People just, they're Democrats. They, and I've spoken to a, several, I've gotten several uh, converted. I've gotten lots of people converted from Democrat to Republican, you know, 20 plus. But there are people who just believe the Democrat way, right? So they love abortion. They hate guns. They don't mind the taxes. They've been paying it for years. They're wealthy enough to do it so it doesn't bother them. Yeah. And they just like the spending. They like... Well, I, I'll say this, Greg. If we had a higher turnout, I might agree with you. The fact that the turnout's so low tells me most people agree with us. They've just given up, and we got to give them hope, and we got to give them better candidates and better choices. Greg, have a great rest of your day. Appreciate you. Tom, Michael, I'll be back. 829, Eric Scott with your news. Eight forty one on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with you till ten o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls one 1015 So how are you getting along in the Garden State with now hearing the governor is going to raise your tolls again? By the way, I had that out migration number uh, slightly off. The average had been about two and a half billion a year. The twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one year, New Jersey lost three point five billion dollars in adjusted gross income. That's according to the report that's run every year by my friends at NJBIA. It's New Jersey Business and Industry, NJBIA.org. Um, $3.5 billion. Just poof, gone. So the challenge, obviously, when you're losing that kind of money, is that your tax burden shifts to everybody else. So it's not going to surprise anybody that our fees and taxes and tolls are going to go up because of the insatiable appetite of morally bankrupt government leaders. Now, I don't have to tell you, and we were saying this ahead of the 2023 election, that the problem is that we've had a Democratic majority. But the challenge beyond that is we have an absolutely feckless state Republican Party. So you've got this loser in charge of the Republican Party. L literally, when I say loser, like loses elections. Loser. By definition. And we lost seats. How do you lose seats in this climate? Well, you run less than stellar candidates. The good ones you have, you don't fund. And then you undermine people that don't fit your narrative. Guys like Senator Ed Durr, truck driver, defeated the most powerful legislator in New Jersey in Steve Sweeney was undermined by his own caucus, his own party. They didn't help him. They, they helped facilitate a challenge in the primary to him. 
Then they didn't step up when he was running for re-election. Instead, they kind of thumbed their nose. Uh, they, they treat guys like Ed Durr like uh, he's just the rube in the, in the back. We don't need guys like that that drive a truck and a motorcycle for a living. We need fancy party goers, rich lawyers and lobbyists who make their living off of tax dollars and, and their connection and their, the, the connections that they develop as, as legislators. It's bad, guys. Most of the legislators in Trenton have sold you out for their special interests. So we need to identify the good ones. Guys like Chris Barranco, great guy. Eric Peterson, great guy. Jay Weber, great guy. We've got some good ones there. And we've got some new ones. Paul Kinitra, great, great guy, great legislator. Greg Meyer. Carmen Amato, new senator. We've got some strong-willed, good people. Krista Phillips, thoughtful guy in Bergen County. But we have to look ahead and say, how do we right this ship? Well, guys, there are two ways to do it. Number one, we have to build at the local level, school board, council, mayor, commissioner. And then we got to elect a new governor in 25 because this should not stand. So my question to you is, how badly are you being hurt by this? What's it costing you to commute in the Garden State? Because that number we've heard this morning, 400, 500, 600, as high as $700 just in tolls. And this out of touch, Goldman Sachs millionaire governor said, ah, it's fine. We're going to raise it again. And we're going to raise it every year. And you have no say in it. That's how disrespected you are as a commuter, as a worker, as a family member, as just an average person in this state. All right, my question on the table is, how much is it costing you to commute? Can anybody beat that $690 monthly cost that we heard earlier? And uh, what is your workaround? And do you feel maybe you're okay with the high tolls? Do you feel you're getting something back for that investment? 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. Uh, Michael and Tom, I'll get to you guys first on the other side. 845, fast drive against the weather next. 852 on New Jersey 101.5. I am Bill Spadia. Let's jump right back into it. So what's it costing you to commute on Jersey roads? Tolls are going up. Thanks, Governor. Maybe a parting gift as he gets ready to end his second term. Man, I wish it was sooner. Should have been. Should have been. We had a qualified candidate running against him in 21. It would have been. Let's go to Tom in Jefferson Township. What's going on, Tom? Hey, good morning, Governor. How are you? I'm good, Tom. How you doing? Uh, well, kind of anxious for you to get elected. Well, I appreciate that. But as I've said, the thought has crossed my mind. So stay tuned. But, you know, Tom, it doesn't take away from the fact that we got to use this the power of this microphone to spread the word of common sense. People, people need to wake up and realize the future is truly in their hands, but they got to vote. Absolutely. You were talking about the uh, the price of traveling in New Jersey. Yeah. And those numbers, you know, the numbers go up, but it wouldn't be so bad if you saw something for your money, you know? I mean, yeah. I travel from Jefferson to Bayonne every day. Yeah. And the amount of garbage on the side of the roads is disgraceful. It's just absolutely... When you get off Route 80 onto Route 19, the ramp... It looks like you're driving through a garbage dump. It's unbelievable. Isn't it a shame? And there's no reason for it. Why is it so bad? 
It, it, you're right, Tom. It's disgusting. And I. Where were the inmates? Yeah. Well, the inmates. Huh, the inmates are all let out because of bail reform. You know, who's who's holding the inmates now? They say the the um, the detention rate is down to like eighteen percent. Ridiculous, Tom. Absolutely. How about this? How about this? All of the illegals that want to eat. Yeah. Give them an orange jumpsuit. I love it. I love it. Let them clean up the roads. Yeah, I'm with you, Tom. You want to you eat at the end of the day? <laughs> Go pick up garbage. Yeah. There now, are six deer. There are six deer on Route 23 between Jefferson and Route 80 that have been there over a month. Yeah. Smelling, stinking, and attracting critters. All right, Tom. Thank you, man. Hey, I appreciate your passion, and I'm with you. It's a mess. Uh, we need somebody to take charge of the DOL and the DOT and get this job done. I'm with you, Tom. Have a great rest of your day. Let's go to Michael in East Brunswick. What's going on, Michael? How are you? How's it going, Bill? Good. What do you want to say? So I work in Jersey City. I uh, originally was driving there five days a week, and just one way in tolls, it was about $10. So round trip is 20 plus wear, tear, gas. Uh, since the fare increased, though, and a little bit before that, I decided to change to NJ Transit and take the bus because it was Smart. around the same price. Yeah. No wear and tear, no gas. But with the fare increase, it's just the, it's almost the same mathematically. And with a half a million people per day using the turnpike, you'd think that some of this money would go to fixing the potholes. And it's all proposed to, you know, fix this area. But if you ride the parkway, flawless, but we have all this money pouring into the turnpike and it's like driving through Fallujah. Yeah. Some of the spots on the turnpike. And, you know, it's interesting, too, Michael, because they're they're constantly fixing it. But I, I think about the turnpike. I think about one in nine. I mean, the one in nine is just so bad. And yeah. you, when you're you drive out on and just some of the other roads, too. I mean, look, 287 in spots, really bad. We've got I wonder how many potential future problems they're going to have that they've overlooked with shoddy material and uh, over-regulation that delayed, delayed, delayed these projects. You know, we had that collapse of, at the uh, with the sinkhole at the interstate, yeah. at the exchange of 78 and 287. How many more are out there? There are, there are uh, 486 bridges that, according to the Department of Interior, are in, uh, or I'm sorry, the Department of Transportation and the, at the federal level, that are structurally deficient. I, I mean, yeah, derated. In fact, yep, yep. Four hundred eighty-six. And think about the contrast, right? Pennsylvania, they're fixing three hundred and fifty bridges over the course of the next three, uh, two years. They'll get it done on time and under budget. I think our grand total of bridges fixed in the last two years has been uh, less than twenty. I mean, so what? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are you paying for? So anyway, how's the bus? You like the bus? I love the bus. I call it my chariot. I, I'm, I'm standing in the cold. I, you know, I get a reclined seat, climate control, and I can sleep. So it's better than driving a car, but it's still going to cost me more. And yeah. I'm paying about 120 a week now. So can't beat the 650 the other guy has. So. Yeah, you you come close, though. We'll put you down at 480. All right, brother. Have a good rest of your day, Michael. Thank you. All right, your commuting stories on the other side. How expensive has gotten for you? And are you doing the workaround? You looking for the bus, the train? How are you getting to work these days? And is it costing you more than ever before? 1 800 283 101.5 857. Eric Scott with your news next.
910 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spady. I want to thank Parks Casino and Sportsbook for sponsoring New Jersey Chime Time every morning, every hour on the show. Eric, uh, disturbing to hear that story of the 15-year-old. Can you yeah, explain right? like what what am I missing? So the so the the it's a single mom, she's got a kid, finds a boyfriend, boyfriend is doesn't want anything to do with the kid. So mom goes and shacks up with the boyfriend, what, two hours away? Yeah, from uh, into into Pennsville. Um leaves, and leaves the kid. Leaves the kid with the dogs. With the dogs and a cat. Um with in a home apartment that has no heat, no oh running my water. God. Um, she was from Mannheim, Lancaster County, which is about two hours uh, northwest of of Pensgrove. Um, Pensgrove in Salem County? Yes. Okay. Yep. She's in the Salem County lockup. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. I don't it's know what insane. to say about it. I, it's yeah. insane to me because I'm thinking to myself, so first I heard the story and it, it sounded like 15-year-old, I was a bit of a punk at 15. I was not exactly following all the rules. I would have been thrilled at 15. But then you enter the running water and the heat, and you're like, whoa. It went from kid on his own, like you would make a movie out of, right, to right. totally abusive and how, uh, frightening. frightening. Yeah. I mean, when police... Kid can't went... drive at 15? No. Right? No. He's got... And I'm like, this kid is... Tra- Was he going to school? How'd they find out about it? I don't it? know. I mean, they got tipped off by somebody. Um, but, I mean, when they went into the home, not only was there no heat or running water, but there was trash everywhere sure. and spoiled food. And, you know, you had the, the two dogs and a cat. Um, and, you know, the, the police told us that, you know, the mom would return home from time to time to check up on him and would occasionally give him money. Um, and there was a, uh, they had talked to a relative. They occasionally took the kid to the store to buy food and let them use their shower, the relative, so that he could shower. So people to, knew this was going people on? People knew this was going on. Yeah. There was How do you not kid. charge every one of them? How's a boyfriend not being charged? Uh, I mean, he must have known. Yeah. Hasn't, the is boyfriend there, hasn't Is there no charge yet. for that? I mean, if you are knowing about a crime... I mean, is there no accomplice? I, I mean, my, I don't I would, know about that. I would anybody maybe. be upset if they charged the boyfriend? I can't imagine. Well, or what the other creep. relatives that knew this was going on. If you, if, if, if this is a relative and you know that this kid is abandoned, and he doesn't have any running water, he doesn't have any heat, and you're like, yeah, you can come use my shower from time to time. That's insane. You know why wouldn't that be reported? Um, you right. know, you asked about the kid going to school. One of the investigators said, you know, he tries, but sometimes he oversleeps. Yeah, well, because, I mean, he's 15. Right. Right, he's a kid. Well, let's hope he's okay now, and he's at least with a relative, not a relative that was letting him use the shower, but someone, I mean, he's not. we don't know if he's in a, a protective custody in and a they state won't facility. Because, they won't, because he's 15. Yeah, they're not they gonna, Yeah, they're not going to tell you what, was, what was going on. But, you know, they made it a point of saying that, you know, he is being <laughs> taken care of, and so are the animals that were in the house. Didn't um, it shock you? And uh, Or does nothing shock you anymore? It really, you know, it, I know. The, the stuff... I've often, people ask me this yeah. all the time, and I often say, look, what you're hearing is just what makes it to air. Yeah, I know. That's that. the and stuff that does not that sits on my desk in yeah, the morning. You know, it's just wrap yeah. your head around it. Right. 
Yeah, I've said this of some of the explicit materials that we see out there that you report on what's happening, what they're pushing, but you can't really paint the full picture because it's either too graphic or just it's too much to digest in an FCC-controlled world on the air. Right. And, yeah, I, I mean, well, anyway, I, I just, I heard this, you know, I want to send a prayer to that kid, pray for his well-being. But I want to ask you, do you agree with me or am I going too far? I, I think the boyfriend ought to be charged. I don't see how you could be an adult knowing that a kid is being abused, not do something about it, and and just walk away scot-free. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. What do you think? I think the boyfriend in this case ought to be charged at some level. And, and maybe some of the relatives who knew, how do you let this go on without consequences? 1-800-283-101.5 is my number. 914 is the time. Traffic on weather next. Bro. 921 on New Jersey 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadia. Let's jump right back into it. So, you know, uh, sad story, right? Mom neglects the kid. Kid's 15 years old. I was thinking about this, though. I mean, the, the, the horror of being left with the animals and no water, no heat in the middle of winter. I mean, yes, total neglect. Uh, she ought to be in jail. I think the boyfriend ought to be in jail, too. That said, um, you can read more about this story at nj1015.com. Um, I was thinking, you know, at that age, if I were left alone, I'd have been happy. I'm like, yeah, great. Got the house to myself. I'll go to school once in a while. But, you know, you add the element of no heat, no water. You're now, now you're hurting somebody. But I wonder where that fine line is, right? Because I think people naturally are horrified by hearing this story. And, and it is, it's jarring because it's like this, this, crazy selfishness. I, I wonder if the mother has some kind of mental incapacity. I mean, the, normal people don't say, oh, I'm going to leave the kid at home with, with no water, no heat, and I'm going to go shack up with the boyfriend. I Normal, healthy, mentally healthy people don't do things like that. I'm not saying there's not bad people in the world that do bad, selfish things. They do. But this this sounds off, right? Like when you hear about the hoarders and the strange stories out there about what people do, and you're like, eh, that, ain't, that ain't normal. What do you think about this? And do you agree the boyfriend, who obviously knew about it, uh, should be charged? Let's go to Erica in Morristown. Morning, Erica. Hi, good morning. What do you think? Um, So I went to Morristown High School, and I graduated in 1990. And if anybody out there is listening from Morristown High, they'll be like, oh, I think I remember. (laughs) There were multiple people whose parents were going through divorce. And yeah. we we knew a lot of kids who actually lived alone at age 14, 15, yeah. 16. And I'm not talking about poor people. I'm talking about we knew an affluent couple that was divorcing, and then the mother left for, like, France for, like, a month, and we had a great house party. I'm not saying this is good. My point is we did know someone who didn't have heat. Uh, we did take people in. Then my parents got divorced, and I was left. I'm like, I almost feel guilty saying this. Like, mm. but everybody knew I lived alone. Yeah, and I lived on my own for months. My mom got divorced. My dad got divorced, and so, I was Erica, all the high school kids came to my house. <laughs> Erica, can, let me understand how that happened, though, right? So, okay, because my my parents got divorced. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I was in high school. And there were definitely a lot of times that I was alone because we did the same thing. I would have the, I would have the parties once in a while, right? And right. you're probably thinking the same thing I'm thinking. No cell phones back then, right, Erica? 
Right. Right. <laughs> so there you go. Right. I'm, we're not the only ones thinking that right now. But but mm-hmm. but I'm thinking, yeah, I was alone a lot. Um, however, I didn't live alone. Right. Somebody was home at night. Somebody would. Come, so when your parents got divorced and you were home alone, uh, you had heat and hot water, I imagine. But how, what were the circumstances? Were they dating other people? Um, were they working overnights, traveling? No. So, like, my my one of one of my parents left the county, and I didn't even know how to get there. And I remember wow. that my friends all came together, and we all bought groceries, and we all played Uno, and we watched Motley yeah. Crue and MTV, and then we even we even went into New York City all the time at fourteen, fifteen yeah. years old. And I think about. Like, I'm not trying to be like kids today, but, you know, we were a different breed. Like, the 80s kids, like, we were really tough. And I'm not talking about just latchkey kids. I'm talking, the whole point of me calling in today was, I think what she did was horrible, but it's it's going on a lot more than you know. And it's been going on for a very long time. Erica, you know what the challenge is? You and I were, I mean, I'm I'm 54, right? So I graduated um, 80... Seven, yeah, eighty-seven from right. from high school. So I'm, I'm a little older, but um, I we were raised tougher. I was not coddled yeah. at seven and eight and nine years old. I I my I was on my bike riding out until the streetlights came on. So I, right, and we had a joke in my house. It was like, oh shoot, you either had milk, but then you had no cereal, or you had bread and you had nothing to put on the bread. You had <laughs> peanut butter, but then you had no bread. And yeah. you know what? We would scrounge together and my friends would buy a loaf of bread and we just were tough. And yeah. now there's, you know, a bet, but I'm still saying that lady is really, I mean, where's the heart? Yeah, where's it's terrible. But, but you do have, you have a good point on both sides. And I agree with you. I, I think the problem is we coddle these kids. Everybody's a winner. Everybody wins all the trophies of participation yeah. and it starts young. So how are we surprised that at 15 now, that they have no capability of taking care of themselves. I, it None of this surprises me. It, it goes back to we got to raise them tougher. We need tougher love. We need to teach kids how to lose. We need to teach them how to overcome adversity. I mean, we ought to, they, you know, every once in a while, kid needs to get uh, that tough love of, hey, you're not the best thing since sliced bread. We could argue sliced bread was actually a disaster in this country, but that's a whole other story about uh, the additives and food and everything else. But, you know, and and toughen them up so they can deal with it. My God, you go back, Eric Scott and I talk about this all the time. He was working at nine. I was working at at 12, right? Different world. I do the paper route all over Marstown by myself. I was a little girl. And just to tell you what I do today, I am in the nonprofit sector and founded a company that looks after people who can't really look after themselves that are foster adults or, you know, and, and I go in and I see crazy things. So now we have a whole rec center and we're building a house. And um, Erica, I I would love to uh, do a tour and meet some of your staff. Um, If you've got, uh, we'd love to uh, put a, a, a spotlight on what you're doing. I would, I would love you to. We're All right, in let's Rockaway. do it. So hang yeah. on the line. I'm going to okay. put you on hold. I'm going to break for news. Producer Kristen's going to get your information, get you in touch with my assistant, Sharon. We're going to make that happen. Okay, great. Thank Thanks, you so Erica. much. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Hold on one second. 928, Eric Scott with your news. 937 on New Jersey, 101.5. Good morning. I am Bill Spadio with it at 10 o'clock this morning. Talking Jersey, taking your calls. 1-800-283-101.5. So... Eric, I wasn't making um, 
light of it, but it did get me thinking about this 15-year-old. I'm thinking when I was 15, yeah, that woman Erica called. It was interesting. She's like, her parents got divorced. She was kind of on her own in high school. Yeah. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was in high school. I'm trying to think when, maybe 83, 84. I was probably a freshman. And there was a lot of time that it was just me. And I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I worked. I um, I went to school. I walked to the bus. I, I, You wonder how different the world was. I mean, you were saying, what, were you working at nine years old? Yeah, I had my first agriculture jobs at nine. I mean, but when I was 15, my parents had their restaurant. So, so how often was it just you? I, every day. I, you know, and, and it was, and early on, you know, the restaurant business is tough. So early on, my mom was still driving school bus. So my dad would be at the restaurant. My mom would drive the school bus. I would wake up to go to school alone in an empty house. My mom would right. drive by the house and honk the horn to make sure that I was awake because there were no cell phones back then. But she would drive by and... and <laughs> How old were you? Most of the... Uh, at that point, I was probably mm, 14, 15, Yeah, maybe, so around the same around age. that. So she's um, driving by with the bus, beeps the horn. Yeah, and, it's, and most times <laughs> uh, she wanted me on the front porch... Yeah, when she drove by, well, I trust knew what to verify. Right, exactly right. to yeah, prove that I was up and on my That's on my way to funny. school. Yeah, so I mean, and, and then you know, my dad was at the restaurant, and when after school, I would walk down to the restaurant, and then um, I worked in radio from the time that I was fourteen. So I walked to the little radio station in town, and I would do. Yeah. A shift there, and then I was at the restaurant. What did and you that, do for the radio at fourteen? Uh, I read the news. No kidding. Yeah, yeah I, I, I literally walked <laughs> from cool school. So you've it. literally been doing this your whole life. Yeah, I, there's nothing else really that I've that I've ever done. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, no, I, I and uh, I would walk from school to the radio station because at 14 you can't drive. So I would walk to the station and I would write a newscast and I would do the newscast in the afternoon. And then when that was done, I would go to my parents' restaurant and I would work the the dinner and evening shift there. And, and you didn't even think about right, it, right? And then in if most it was cases... homework, what, you did it late? A lot of times if I did homework, it was in one of the booths in the restaurant, you know, yeah, as I was, yeah. you know, trying to get trying to get ready. And then a lot of my mom and dad, they were still at the restaurant until the restaurant closed. So I either rode my bike or had somebody at the bar give me a ride home so right. I could sleep and get up and go to school the next morning. God, so a different world, right? And this is out, you're out in Western New York, Buffalo yeah. area, right? I grew up in South Jersey. This was in Cherry Hill. And and I don't know, it, it you didn't feel as much like a dependent kid at 14 or 15 that I think the kids today do. Yeah, because we didn't have, you know, we didn't have video games. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have, you know. No, I, mean, I didn't it have was, all the distractions. Yeah, right? I mean, it's you. you went outside and played. Um, or if you if you played sports, um, you know, typically, you know, the boys played football or baseball yeah. and then basketball. But in those days, one or two sports. One or, not all the stuff. This that you is had ridiculous. To, you had a today. you had a you had a, a, a spring sport and a fall sport. Yeah, I played baseball and yep. then I got into uh, I got cut from the <laughs> from the high school team, so I went to throw shot put on the track team. Oh, yeah, that's that? cool. Yeah, I wasn't very good at that either. No, (laughs) but I mean, it was you were. It was kind of what you were expected to do. Well, you were expected to do something, right? Like, like you got to do something. And so it it just got me thinking with this story. You know, is there more to the story? Based on, I mean, fifteen, you're you're almost at that age where you're expected to have a job. 
Right, 16 at least, yeah. I would think. But maybe the, the terms are different today. I mean, is the expectation that, no, just get your grades up and stand in line and uh, Uncle Joe Biden will pay for your college and, and that's your path in life. And if things go awry, you're not really equipped to handle it. I mean, I'm not blaming the kid at 15. No. We don't know what the circumstances right. were. But I wonder how ill-prepared young people really are for the world. Well, I mean, you have college classes now that are teaching, you know, what they collectively call adulting, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's how to be the, an adult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the things that we learned out of necessity, whether it was working in your dad's shop or, do, or whatever, you know, I mean, it's you what you learned out of necessity because you were expected at a very early age, at least in our generation, to be a contributor to the family and not a drain. Yeah, yes. you had to do your schoolwork and all that other stuff. But, hey, by the way, you're a part of this family. So whether it means, you know, you're taking out the dishes, cutting the grass, um, you know, whatever it is, you're a part of the household and you are expected to help that household function. Yeah. Uh. You know, I mean, it's I was looking um, on my Facebook page the other day and, and I had gotten a flashback of stuff that I used to do for the kids. The kids in 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 my house had a chore list of things that they had to do every day. There was a list, and whether it was cleaning the kitchen, vacuuming the living room, scrubbing the toilets, taking out the trash, but it was it was a whole list, a punch list, uh, and you got no TV, no internet, no video games, nothing, right. until the chore list was done. That was it. God, I mean, even internet, like, I, I'm just, I mean, I'm going back now, so you're in high school, didn't exist didn't exist in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. But you're right about that. My job, and one of my jobs, and what I hated, and I've carried this into adulthood, <laughs> uh, was weeding the garden. Oh. It's probably why I hated the damn chickens. I'm just not, I'm not, a, I'm just not the outdoor guy. Yeah. I, right? uh, like, I, I was, I mean, I was in the Marines, like you're sleeping outside, and now I'm like, well, right, I don't have to do that. I would prefer so to be outside, that. and I love doing the yard work. I still you, you know, love it. I'm, oh, I, I cut it. my own oh. grass. I do my own trimming. Oh, I do I the it. weeding. You know, I love early in the morning. You know, because I'm up at first light, even in the summertime. I'm out there. You know, with it, pulling all the weeds out. You from are kind the of a patio. farmer, to be honest. Uh, my, Sandra would argue no because she truly was a farmer. You know, her family had a well, dairy farm. Well, true, but know, I mean, but for it, purposes of in, in the apocalypse, oh, I could. Grow I, I, I would. I would yeah. want to team up with you because I, I, I bring some skills, but farming right. is not one of them. That's fine. Like I'm figuring in the apocalypse, you're going to have like machines working, <laughs> and there'll be all kinds of contraptions. Like, oh, look at this one. This purifies the water. This this turns the poop into fertilizer. Right. Like it's just. Right. I can only imagine. Yeah. Well, and then you bring the firearms. And um, I'll, I'll be, yeah, yeah I, I can do guard duty. To, to, <laughs> I can do that. You defend I, the I, compound. I, I <laughs> the home defense. All right. I got to tell you guys, I don't really have a question for you right now. I'm going to take a break for traffic and weather because uh, really what I'm thinking about is how different kids are today. And am I being just old guy like, ah, these kids today? Or do you agree that it's just gotten softer? 1-800-283-101.5-945. Fast driving instant weather. Next. Nine fifty three on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Good morning, I am Bill Spadia. Hey guys, got to get out of here. So tomorrow, a uh, couple of things. Uh, one, I'll have an update on the school board battle going on in Hunterdon County, Hunterdon North, 
uh, about the sexually explicit material being pushed by the librarian, uh, who I didn't realize somebody mentioned she led one of the protests at uh, one of our events. It, I, I'm sure there's some stuff out on Facebook. I, I'll get you the date when it was. It was a um, a leading up to the Board of Education elections, and uh, I joined my friend Eric Peterson, member of the Assembly in Hunterdon, at the Red Mill, and uh, the owners of the Red Mill panicked when they were uh, approached by these radicals, and they told us we, we can't have our town hall in their building. So we had to do it. They made us, they literally made us do it outside. That's so silly. But, you know, so obviously I won't be doing an event there again. But, you know, it, it goes to show you that the bullying tactics of the radical left are part of the problem, you know, because they can't convince you that showing sexually explicit pictures to a minor is a good idea. They'll bully you if you don't accept that they have a right to do it. Somebody tweeted the other day, they're like, why? I wonder why all these drag queens and all these uh, uh, weirdos and, and sex pushers, why are they not doing this in the retirement homes? Why do they only want to dance in front of kids and show kids the sexually explicit material? Hmm. Raises a question, right? So I'll have an update for that. If you go to the website, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia, uh, you'll see the... Um, we have our two posts up now, one of South Jersey, the other North, about the best wings in the Garden State. All good stuff. And uh, and my take on rising commuter costs. Also, Eric Scott in the news at 10 o'clock. We'll have an update. Um, there are reports of that there was a police-involved shooting, um, that uh, several state troopers may have been shot in Sussex County. So Eric Scott will have some details as the reports are coming in of this. But please do me a favor as we wrap the show up today. Take a minute to say a prayer for all of our members of law enforcement who put themselves in harm's way on our behalf every day. All right, guys, 955. I am out of here. I will see you tomorrow at 6. to the Bill Spadia Show On Demand. Don't forget to check out the latest online from Bill Spadia on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.